Hello and welcome to podcast episode number two of the Townsend Trading Podcast. First of all, a huge thank you for all of the feedback. I was very overwhelmed, it's probably the right word, with the messages, comments, and generally just people listening, really. Um, So I want to say a big thank you. Makes it worthwhile me doing. Uh, Like I said before, for me it's about teaching and understanding for myself, but if people are listening as well and taking things from it, which they are, because they've told me, then that makes it even more beneficial. So first off, a thank you for listening. And we'll get straight on to episode number two. And I've I've named this one The Book Club. And what I plan on doing in this episode is I am going to go through... Reading is something I've recently taken up. If you'd asked me a year ago how many books you read, I probably could have given you it on one hand, apart from the ones you had to do in school. However, over the last, I don't know, eight or nine months, maybe, someone told me to start reading. So I did. And I've read, well, this year, I think I'm up to about seven or eight books, I think, in the first, how many months we read? Four months, nearly four months, aren't we? Four months. I've read about seven books. And instead of piling these books up and just going, right, I'm going to read them, I sort of assigned, assigned, that's a bit of a, bit of an authoritative word, isn't it? Decided I was going to read for 10 minutes a day. And that's what I did, is I set 10 minutes aside each day. Usually, first thing in the morning for me, um, when I'm not doing early morning boot camp, I do it before all the kids are awake, before the husband bus, because otherwise it's one of them things that is not an essential for me. But it's something I now actually quite enjoy doing. And I am learning a huge amount from it. And I've read a variety of books, like all sorts of uh, leadership books, business books, so sort of helping me learn now, sort of going out on my own, learning how to conduct business and all the bits and pieces I have to do. Health and nutrition, obviously, because that is the base of what, what we are all about. I've also read motivational books and all that sort of thing. Um, so a real a real mixture. And what I'm going to do today is I'm going to go for, I think I've got six books. Or I've got five. No, I've got six books that I would recommend every single one of them, actually, if they are right for you. And I'm going to take either like a quote from them. I'm not going to read you the whole book, obviously. I'm going to take a quote from them or a general gist of what I've taken from that book and pass it on. So I'm going to condense six books into a very short podcast and let you take the best bits from it. So I will start with book number one. And book number one is a book called The 5am Club by Robin Sharma. Robin Sharma is sort of a business motivational leader, sort of American bloke who does like big speeches and things to American leaders. And he wrote this book. And I picked this book up with an open mind, should we say, being called The 5am Club. You take the book how you want. He sort of, in the book, it's more it's set up as a story, so it's quite easy to read. However, it is about three hundred and something pages. It took him about four or five years to write, apparently, and you can see why. Being three hundred odd pages. However, I think what he probably could have done is shortened it to about hundred pages and got exactly the same benefit from the book. There's a lot of stuff in there that is what I call fluffle, should we say? That probably doesn't need to be in there. But what the book is, 
is if you read the book and didn't look at it sort of from the outside, is you would think he's just telling you, right, in order to be success, in order to get the most out of your life, you must get up at five o'clock in the morning and do his routine that he is basically putting in there. However, what I took from the book is that it's all about developing a routine. For most people, getting up at 5am is not possible because of family. It might be shift work, it might be whatever. But actually, if you look from the outside, this book is all about creating yourself a routine and looking up. It's almost looking after your self. You know, so if you can look after yourself, you can look after others. That's the sort of the story he's trying to get across here. Once you can see about creating your routine, there's there's four elements he sort of looks at. And that's the four elements that I'm going to tell you today. They are mindset, heart set, soul set and health set. And basically what he says, says in this book is he basically is encouraging you to get up at 5am so you can spend an hour before the world is awake and do something for these four components. Now, I'm not going to go into detail on all of them, or many of them actually, because it's not my it's not my lane to stand in, shall we say. From a mindset point of view, so that is psychology, is all of that getting up early, planning, planning the day, getting your mind in the right sort of place. Now I'm not a psychologist, so I'm not going to delve much deeper than that. But that's one aspect that he goes into. The yeah, second aspect is heart set and that is all about getting your emotions in check should we say and basically you know not getting annoyed at bits and pieces and starting each day as a new the third one is soul set this is all about spirituality so this is all a lot of people these days are doing you know meditation and controlled breathing and, and all that sort of stuff and if that's something you want to do you may go and do that but it's all about setting yourself up, you know, spiritually and that sort of And again, not something I do myself. Um, a lot of people these days sort of go for long walks and stuff and sit there listening to bits and pieces. If that's what you want to do and that helps calm you down and get a nice outlook on life, probably a good thing to do. And the final one he's gone from is health set. Physical. That is more what I'm about. And it also relates actually to the early morning boot camp that we have recently set up. And that is about getting up early and doing your exercise and setting yourself up for the day, which is something I fully advocate. It is a great way. I do a lot of my own exercise in the morning. You know, I think in this book he said do like 15 minutes of jumping jacks and burpees or something like that. That's what he said. There is a quote in there somewhere and I can't find it because it's 300 pages long. But setting yourself up to win is what this book is all about. Creating a routine and using them four as a base and a guide to make sure you tick off each one of them in order for what he would call the perfect life. But if you like, want to learn about routines, there's a lot more in this book. But that is my main take-home point from that book. And that book is The 5am Club by Robin Sharma. And that has sold 15 million copies worldwide, apparently. Um, and it's also did another book called The Monk Who Sold His Ferrari, which is also on my list to read. However, if that's another 300 odd pages, it may take me a while. Moving on to book number two. And book number two is Ross Edgley's 
the world's fittest book. If you don't know Ross Edgley, Ross Edgley is a... He's not a PT. He's a health and fitness guy. He recently swam around the UK. And his book is called The World's Fittest Book. However, what I have taken from this book, this book is one of the best all-round books in terms of health, nutrition, exercise. It goes into a lot, a lot of detail. And he basically mixed... He went off to different universities and trained with the world's strongest men. He trained with sort of endurance athletes and he basically put it all into one book. He also wrote the nutrition bit with Mike McDonald, who runs a nutrition online sort of course. Um, a very good a very good course to look at as well. And what I'm going to take from here is, he calls it, what's it called? It's actually called the Fat Loss Pyramid of Priority. But he goes into a lot of detail about how people view and use food um, which is quite a quite a good one, really. So what is, he's basically split food into five departments, should we call them. And this is just a different way of looking at food, which is a lot of people struggling with diet and things like that. Sort of, it's, it's, a, it's a nice way to look at food. So the five departments, should we call them, he's got into are flavour, fuel, function, fitness and fun. So basically what he's tried to say is he's split food into five different bits. He's gone for food, has a role of flavour. Why do you eat food? Because you like the flavour of it. You know, that's, you know, if you're eating food for any other reason, you're, in my eyes, you're probably doing it wrong. But he's basically split that and he says, there are chefs that are designed to make food taste good. So you want to eat it and you want to revisit a restaurant. There are nutritionists that make food nutritional and keeping calories in check all for that sort of lookout on life and not too bothered about the taste more about what the food can do for you which is a different way of looking at it two different job roles there and food is food is food but there's two different ways then of looking at it the second option he's got into is fuel using food as food as a fuel and ross writes a little bit here he says the cavemen, the only reason they ate was to survive. That's that, and that, that's the function of food. It is to keep your body alive. And then he, he goes into a little bit here that says that's no longer an issue for sort of modern society because we no longer need to start chasing cows or anything like that in order to survive. Is Food is there, very easy to get hold of. And, you know, that is, he's also put that in to one of the sort of the leading options of why obesity has become a bit of a problem in this country. He's sort of going on to say that should, if food wasn't so easily available and people had to run around to get their food, sort of earning your food, shall we say, then that, that wouldn't be such a problem now and people would live like cavemen still and still be viewing food as fuel rather than what we sort of view it as now in all manner of different things the next one he's got is function food provides a function protein is recovery fats and carbs a little bit like the one before are fuel for our bodies but actually what different nutrition and micronutrients in food do is provide a different function in our body help our cells work more efficiently work better and there are certain 
nutrients you need to take from food in order to stay healthy, keep your heart healthy, keep your cells healthy, and generally live a nice healthy life. Enzymes, vitamins, minerals, generally the bits you'll find in vegetables, fruits, all that sort of thing. So that was his third one, is viewing food as a function. The number four is fitness. He has gone on to talk about here is, this is more aimed at sort of athletes and things like that, is they view food in order to perform at their optimal. Every athlete generally these days will have a nutrition who will say, you are eating this at this point, this at this point, this at this point, in order to repair your body, fuel your body, in order to basically perform at the highest point at a very particular time. You'll see it in the Olympics. They'll build up, build up, build up, and then they'll, it will all come down to minutes, eating an hour before, fueling your body the day before, and then fueling your body directly afterwards. So his fourth part of food is fitness. And the last one he has gone on to say is about fun. Now this is probably more apparent nowadays is a lot of people now view food as fun. That's that's how we look at it now. It's so easily available to us that we don't have to worry about getting it. We don't really worry about the types of food that it is because if you want meat, you can get meat. If you want potatoes, you can get potatoes. You don't really have to worry too much about what's in it or how you are going to get that because it's so easily available to get anyway. So we view food as fun. Now this to me is all about people now go out for dinner for fun. You go to a pizza restaurant out of a choice. You get a, you got a choice of food. You can go Chinese, you can go for a, a curry, you can go for a pizza, you can go for Nando's, McDonald's, KFC, whatever it is you want. It's people view that as fun. And the type of food you can choose now is so vast that that now becomes an easy option. Is you, is the discussion now is not how can we eat, it's what would what, what would we like to eat. And people now, you can make nights out, out of food, you can make events out of food. You know, the, the traditional Greek food is, is making a night of it and then they start smashing the place, plates around. So you almost make food then has become fun. So without rabbit on too much, I'm going to hold it there. That bit is from Ross Edgley's book. The world's fittest book and like I said that the dives into all sorts of health and fitness and that is well worth a read that is more rather than reading cover to cover that is a, a a dip in and out book with bits to learn however I'm aware I'm going on a little bit here so we'll move on to book number three and this one a little bit short and sharp book number three is Les Brown's live your dreams and all I've got from this one is a little quote Les Brown is a motivational speaker from America and the quote I took straight from this book is someone's opinion of you does not have to become your reality. Now, there's a there's a YouTube video of him speaking about this as well. And this is not ignoring other people's opinion, but do not let what other people think of you or view you or tell you what to believe become your reality you can become whatever you want to be and it's something that i've learned a little bit is i was very 
unsure when coming out of the army what I could do. Am I able to do that? And you, you can do what you want. All about believing in yourself and you can do exactly what you want. So that is Les Brown's Live Your Dreams. That one, very much a motivational type of book, that one. Um, do I call it self-help? Maybe self-help, but a very motivational book about positivity and that general gist. Book number four, is it book number four? It is book number four, is Ant Middleton's First Man In. For those of you who don't know who Ant Middleton is, Ant Middleton is an ex-SAS soldier. He's not SAS, was he? SBS, actually. Uh, Special Forces. He is obviously all over the television at the minute. And this book is a bit, you know, it's a story into his life about bits and pieces, you know, the man's been in prison and all that sort of thing. Bits that I didn't really know. And I read this book in about three days, I think, straight after Christmas. And the one bit I took from it is a quote that says, waiting is a weapon. Now, I took this, this is, for me, it's all about having patience. Everyone wants results yesterday. However, patience is the most important, important part of any journey. Whether it's getting healthier, getting stronger, getting fitter, improving your runtime, improving the way you eat. People try and change everything at once and it never works. It never, never works. So waiting is a weapon and it's your most powerful weapon. If you can change one little bit a day, improve yourself by 1% each day, you know, in a year's time, add up all those 1%, you are much, much, much better off. However, if you try and change 365% of things in one day, you, you just won't, you won't be able to do it. It will not be possible because you will not, have almost built yourself up to be able to do that. So the take home from this book is all about leadership. Um, well worth a read if you're into, you know, military sort of um, stories and, and stories from the battlefield and all that sort of thing. However, the take home from me from this one was a little quote that is, waiting is your weapon and having patience. On to book number five. And book number five is from someone I have worked very closely with over the last six months or so. It's from Mr. Jamie Alderton. Jamie Alderton is, most will know him as a grenade fitness ambassador. Wherever he owns his own gym and he's got a lot of online stuff. And he wrote a book, I don't know how many years ago he wrote it actually, but it's called Mindset with Muscle. And do not let the title deviate away from us. This is probably the best book I've ever read. And I'm not just saying that. It's so, it covers all areas and it's for all people. Whether you are looking to improve yourself, like from a health point of view, whether you're looking to improve yourself at a business point of view, from a life point of view, the, like the detail it goes into, it's, I don't know how many, it's 138 pages long, roughly, I think, yeah. But it covers all areas of improvement, should we call it. And two bits I'm going to take from this is, one is the acronym FOCUS, so F-O-C-U-S, and that 
stands for follow one course until successful. These days, people try to do, like I just said before, everything at once. I was guilty of it as I was like, right, I'm going to do this, I'm going to do this, I'm going to do this. And then I do a little bit of that every day, a little bit of that every day, a little bit of that. By the end of the day, all I've done is a little bit of three or four things and I haven't pushed the needle forward in the slightest. However, following this acronym, follow one course until successful, is just put everything into one thing and do it. Get that right, get that rolling and then move on to the next one. And that is a great way of moving forward so if you're putting that into sort of health and fitness is your first thing focus on one thing so focus on the gym get the gym right right i'm going to attend the gym three times a week do that for a week do it again for the second week do that again for the third week once that has then become routine you then focus on the next objective which is right i'm going to get my nutrition on on check i'm gonna uh, for example I don't really want to say count calories because it's the easy answer these days and it's not really... I'm going to eat three meals a day, what I would call good meals, and drink a litre, two litres of water a day. Do that for a week. Done. Do that for the next week. Done. Do that for the third week. Once that then becomes routine, is that is then on top of your gym routine because you're still doing that. You're still going to the gym three times a week and now you've improved your nutrition at the same time. However, if you try to do them both at the same time, the chances are after one or two weeks, you're then looking at going, I can't keep up with this. And that is where people then fall off, fall off the train, fall off the wagon, shall we say, and then end up back at square one. So that's one bit I'm taking from there. The second bit is something I've got written up and I say every day is environment dictates performance. Not just from a work environment, but from a health and fitness one as well. And something I... I'm very aware of when I built this, when I built my boot camp, and I will openly admit that I try and make my boot camp as fun, enjoyable, and positive as it can possibly be. As I know, if you can create that environment for people to exercise in, they are far more likely to a keep coming, and if they keep coming, they're far more likely to achieve what they want to achieve out of boot camp. So that take-home little quote is environment dictates performance. Again, if you want to relate that to work, in your office, don't have distractions. Don't have things that are going to take you away from what you're doing. Surround yourself with positive people, not people that are going to take you back two steps. I'll leave that book there as we go on to book number six. I think it's book number six. It's book number six. And this is one I have just finished, actually. When did I finish it? Last week, I think. And it is called Essentialism. And it is by, I'm pretty sure he's English, actually. A guy called Greg McCohen. And it's called Essentialism, The Disciplined Pursuit of Less. Now, I've not got a quote. I've just got a general theme, really, from this book. As This is almost a little bit about clearing up your life, shall we say, and it almost covers a little bit of what I've covered in every single book so far, really, is try not to do everything at once. Focusing on one thing at a time. And saying yes to less 
So if you want to look at that that another way around, is saying no to more things rather than sort of people coming to you. You know, if you're sat in your office and people are coming to you with 10 different things and you say yes to every single one of them, there's no way you are going to be able to put 100% into all 10 of those things and get them finished on time. However, if you say yes to two or three of them and politely say no to the other six or seven and say, actually, I'm not going to be able to do them to the best of my ability, so I'm going to concentrate on these two or three bits and make these 100% what I want them to be, it's not only will that make people view you better because your work output will be far better, it will also stop sort of like over you know, getting muddled up, getting overwhelmed and trying to do too much all at once. Another point from this book, and it almost encapsulate that, is rather than trying to be, as the old saying, a jack of all trades, is just be great at one thing. Just be great at one thing. Rather than being good at many things, just be great at one of them. So, I'll hold it there. I don't know how long I've gone on for, actually. How long have we gone on for? I don't know. But those six books, I'll run through them again. I would highly recommend reading them. And I would also highly recommend starting to read. Like, something I never did. However, I have learned a hell of a lot. And that's just the little six books I've taken a few bits of. Other people may read books and have taken something completely different from those books. But the six books are The 5am Club by Robin Sharma. Ross Edgeley, The World's Fittest Book. Les Brown, Live Your Dreams. Ant Middleton, First Man In. Jamie Alderton, Mindset with Muscle. And Essentialism by Greg McEwen. And like I said, I've, I've got loads of other books. I've got, well, in the last nine or ten months, whenever I started reading, I've read about, probably not far off, 15 or 16 books, actually. I've also got a list on my whiteboard of all the ones that I want to read as well. I've already read this morning, read 10 minutes of my next book. And I won't tell you what it is because it's got a swear word in it. And I refuse to swear, especially on the podcast. But that is all about, it's very similar to the Essentialism book, actually, about, you know, doing, being better at, at one thing rather than being, being good at, at everything. Be great at one thing. But I'll hold it there. A few things to say about if you are, because I realised on the last one, I never actually listened to it back because I couldn't listen to my own voice. However, uh, people told me that it just stopped randomly at the end. So I apologise for that. However, thank you for listening. If you have been listening and you are able to, Put a little review on the podcast. It's now available on Apple Podcasts if you listen to that. It's also available on Spotify and a whole variety of different platforms. I will, again, put this on social media so you can listen to it. It will, again, be in the email that I send out. I will be sending one out again this week. So I've got lots of things going on, which I'm going to tell you about now as well. Is It's coming up to these holidays. So if you listen to this as I sort of release it, over these holidays, I've got two events happening. They are aimed at children. On Friday the 12th, I am running a kids event at a Rowdy Cal. That is from 10am till 12pm. So two hours we will have our obstacle course set up. And a key and a very magical addition to that is 
you'll be able to create your own Easter ice cream using the famous Rowdy Cow ice cream. And I can vouch that it is very nice. Because yes, I may be a fitness guy, but I have had their ice cream. Because that's allowed. So yes, that's 10 till 12 on the 12th of April. So that will be next Friday. And then the second one is on Friday the 19th at Green Lane. So where I do my boot camp, that is Good Friday. And I'm running two kids' events. One at 10am to 11am. That is aimed at older kids, which will be a scaled down version of our adult boot camp. And then one at half 11 till 12.15-ish. I might everyone till 12.30, but that's, that one is aimed at the younger kids. So it'll be more fun and games. And that is sort of a parent and kids one class to help give a little bit of guidance. So if you have children and you want to come along to them, jump on the website, tantrumtraining.co.uk and under special events, you can book yourself on there. It is just £2.50 a child, which is considering you get the ice cream, a load of playtime, and the one I'm running there will be chocolatey treats for the kids only, not for adults. Um, it's great value and it will hopefully make the kids sleep better in the evening but I'll hold it there thank you very much for listening again any feedback would be much appreciated and the next topic is all about nutrition and I'm going to talk about a nutrition pyramid and how you can eat healthier without having to count calories because I know people always say and I have said it before if you want the 100% accurate way of doing it, then counting calories is the way forward. However, there are many methods to achieve, and I will go through many of them. So that'll be next week's topic. And I'll hold it there for today. And again, thank you very much for listening.